Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's find out where the line in the sand is for all the players on screen and more. What is line in the sand, Smitty? It's the point where a player goes from an avoid, avoid, avoid and flips into a must grab, a value grab. Doesn't mean the player is always doubted. It just means in the case like a player like Waddle, the line in the sand is where you hit a home run beyond that point. You don't want to reach because of the ADP implications. In a case like CMC, it is doubt that's driving you to not draft the player before the line. In the case of Waddle or Javante, it's not really that you doubt them at all. You just want to make sure you set a line in the sand so you know where they become and flip into a value grab where you're hitting a home run so you can take advantage and maximize your value your risk versus reward we're breaking down all these names and more the fantasy football show it begins right now this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty Get on over to Underdog Fantasy before we get started and and drop some DFS action in 2022, will ya? Just go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog banner you see right here. It'll be on smitty1.com. Or if you venture over there and you don't have the promo code linked or you're not sure, enter promo code SMITTY. Make sure you have SMITTY attached. You get a free phone call from me if you deposit a minimum of 10 bucks. Plus, they have a $10 million in prizes contest right now called the, the Best Ball Mania 3 that I've been talking about on my show all the time and if you deposit 25 bucks and play one entry two million dollars goes to first place one million goes to second ten million dollars in prizes and you get to play against me because everybody's in their own group of 12 but you advance at different stages like after week four and week eight and then you meet in a big pool of people where i'm gonna find you because i know you're gonna do well draft the very best best ball team you can at underdog fantasy again go to smitty1.com and click on this underdog banner or the link is in the description below look at this team i'm currently drafting there's an eight hour timer so this draft's going to take like weeks to complete but this is a team we all are kind of lumped into the same contest so you'll play against me here's my team from draft slot one i I committed to going wide receiver in round one no matter what pick i got and i made that commitment before i i got my number one overall pick so when i did get this i'm like okay i gotta go jj but that's okay Look at this team from the draft slot one. J.J., DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall, Justin Herbert, D.K. Metcalf. And on the clock here, I drafted Kenneth Walker and Dalton Schultz. And now the draft is headed the other direction, so I'll keep you updated on that team as I build it out. Another team I did uh, with a 30-second timer, and they all get lumped in, whether they're eight-hour timer drafts or 30-second drafts, and everybody's in groups of 12, and you get narrowed down as you go. So you're playing against me. This team is playing against my other team. Enter as many times as you want into this Best Ball Mania 3 for a $2 million first place, $1 million second place, it's fantastic. Go to smitty1.com to enter. It's just $25 to get one team in this mix. Make sure you use promo code SMITTY. This team might be better than the team I'm drafting right now. I just completed this draft. Let me zoom in here a bit. So Najee, Javante, A.J. Brown, Brees Hall, Joe Burrow, Kenneth Walker, Elijah Moore, 
fantastic team. I love this squad. We're going to Vegas somehow if I end up winning the, the $2 million bag or the $1 million bag. And if any of you get like a top 100 spot, you get a free draft call from me. You're going to co-host a show where we can talk about your team and your draft. So try and win a top 100 spot to get in on that action. Okay, so on to line in the sand. Again, brief explanation is this line. We place it wherever we feel a player flips from a void, not just because you doubt them or maybe you don't doubt them at all, but because ADP dictates you can get away with whatever. Avoid, avoid, avoid flips into a must grab. Now, sometimes there's a gray area that's very long, meaning the line in the sand you can look at as like a four or five pick block. So think about it like this. There could be a player that you you want to avoid the entire first round, but starting at the beginning of the end of the first into deep into the, the mid-second, it's like a gray area for you. Maybe this is CMC for you. Maybe you, you don't want to own Christian McCaffrey. And so while that line in the sand traditionally could be like one draft slot where it flips for you, this might be a long gray area where you're like, okay, I'll take him, I'll take him, I'll take him. Now he's a, an absolute steal in the middle of round two. So line in the sand, the line could be as thick as the gray area of where you flip into good from bad. Most of the time, it's just one draft slot where a player flips into a value. A lot of times, it can be the very last pick, so you don't want to take McCaffrey as a first drafted player, but once he flips into a second round pick, 2.1, your second drafted player, he becomes a steal to you. That's how line in the sand works, and it oftentimes works like that for a player like McCaffrey. I'd say my line in the sand might be around like 1.10, where I might draft him right on that line, but I like him at, at 1.11, 1.2, 2.1, 2.3. Anywhere after 1.10, I'll take a, a, a stab at CMC, but only in one league. Like 10% of my leagues, if I do 10 leagues, I'm, I'm doing it in one league. He's somebody I want one share of in case he bounces back to his old form. I want to be a part of that, but at the same time, you can't trick me three times in a row. 10% ownership of CMC, 10%, that's it. Line in the sand, 1.10. Javante Williams, where's Javante's? line in the sand let's talk about javante now again this this is different than cmc's line in the sand the placement of cmc's line in the sand was based on the fact that i doubt cmc i'm worried about him getting hurt javante's is based on adp i'm not worried about melvin gordon but i'm certainly in redraft not taking javante at number four so when melvin gordon was expected to sign elsewhere this line was around four, three, five, two. I easily could have said, okay, once he crosses 1.2, I like Javante. That was before Melvin. Melvin doesn't change my mind, but he changes the mind of so many people that this line in the sand, I have the luxury of dropping it down to 2.1 or 1.12 rather. We'll put it right in between round one and round two. Anywhere as your second drafted player, he is a home run pick for me. That means 2.1. If you have the 2.1, that means you got the 1.2. That means you got the 1.12. You have the, the bookend picks. You take Javante as your second drafted player. Boom, home run. That means if you can't trade down, if you've got the 2.1, the 2.2, the 2.3, the 2.4, I love Javante. It seems like you can get him at 2.5, 2.6, 2.7, but like I said, anywhere as a second drafted player, my line is right there in between round one and two. I don't want you to pass on him at 2.2 because you're like, ah, his ADP is 2.5. I don't care about reaching if it makes sense. If the player you're reaching for can still hit a home run from the, from the ADP draft slot. In the case of Javante, he can hit a home run anywhere in the draft, but you don't need to grab him here anymore. I believe he still holds value as he could be the number one runner 
in 2022. He could be the number one fantasy football running back in 2022. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what people say about Melvin Gordon, a non-factor for me. I don't care what happened in 2021 like so many other people out there that just say, hey, let me regurgitate what I heard. Melvin Gordon, he got so much volume. What happened last year's gotta happen in 2022, Smitty. If they fed Melvin Gordon in 2021 without Russell Wilson, without a winning record, Without anything to fight for, no Russell Wilson commanding this team into a playoff contending team, a Super Bowl contending team. Without any of that, they used Melvin, which means that with Russell Wilson wanting to win, they've got to use Melvin the same way, right, Smitty? Javante Williams will be fed. Javante Williams will produce, and I'm all about Javante anywhere in the draft if I have to draft him high, but I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to use ADP to my advantage, and I'm going to draw my line in the sand where it makes Javante my second drafted player. Home run, 2.1. Line in the sand, 2.1, or right in between rounds one and two. Javante's line in the sand value in Dynasty, you got to think like, okay, so you got JT, you got Najee Harris, you got the wide receivers. You could go Chase and Jefferson. And then really 1.5, I think is a good spot. Like I would take him at 1.6 on without any kind of hesitation whatsoever. I'd even take him at 1.5, 1.4 in a Dynasty. I don't really care if people don't don't like him as much as I do, or they worry about this, they worry about that. Let's move it up. Let's say one point. I mean, you you could say the gray area. Let's do this. Let's make it really complicated. The gray area is 1.2, 1.3, and Javante then becomes a home run at 1.4 and beyond. I would take him in the gray area if I felt like I had to. If I didn't have another draft coming up and I had no Javante shares, I'd force it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'd force him at 1.2 in a dynasty startup. If I didn't have a single share in my other leagues and I wanted in on this Javante action, it's a gray area, 1.2, 1.4 for Javante. But he's, he's fine there if you want to do it. And then he's a home run anywhere beyond that. Waddle's interesting because his line in the sand is also like Javante's kind of tied to ADP and what you can get away with. Not that I doubt him, but he had like, before Hill was going to be traded to to Miami, he had kind of line in the sand value that was going to be like in the bottom of round two, meaning you probably would have been tempted to take Waddle like at the very end of round two. Like the line in the sand would have been not at the bottom of round two, but a little bit above like 2.10, 2.11. But now... With Tyreek Hill in town, we are worried about volume. We're worried about can Tua feed two different wide receivers? Will he attach himself to Tyreek Hill? I kind of feel like my line in the sand, similar to Javante, in between round one and two, is kind of right between round three and four. Meaning that I don't mind if if Waddle's your 4.1 or your 4.12. Obviously, the later you get him, the better, but... I will reach at 4.1 if I can't trade down or if I think somebody else might get cute and grab Waddle at 4.2 and I think I can trade down to 4.5 and get him and I don't know that's a certainty. I'm okay reaching anywhere in round four. He's a great fourth drafted player. He's a great wide receiver one. If anybody wants to go like double running back and then Josh Allen and, and not grab a wide receiver until round four, he can make a fine wide receiver one in that weight on a wide receiver approach. 4.1 or below. That's my line in the sand for Jalen Waddle. And don't be surprised if Tyreek Hill doesn't stay healthy. You can call a lot of that gut instinct. I get it. I really think Hill's going to suffer a bunch of these hamstring injuries, soft tissue injuries. And when you change teams, it's not an easy transition. I'm all about 
drafting Tyreek Hill over Waddle if you're getting both of them at the same value, but you're not. Hill's going to go in round two. Waddle's going in round four. Give me Waddle and four, and I'll go after a different player in round two and hope for the best of both worlds. Okay, Brees Hall, where's his line in the sand? Honestly, for me, it's like 2.4. I'd only make it lower if I felt like I for sure... I'm going to get him and no one's going to snipe me. To be quite honest with you, I kind of feel like anywhere, like Javante, anywhere in round two, I'm going to be okay with it. So maybe we do a gray area block right here. Maybe we say that that he's in a void here only because, not because we doubt him, but because you have no business drafting Brees Hall in round one at all in a redraft. We're in redraft mode right here. Uh, because you don't have to. But anywhere as a second drafted player, I love him. But I'm going to put a, a big gray area from 2.1 to like 2.5 because drafting him here is kind of unnecessary. There could be one person in your league that thinks like you. So, uh, you know, I'm tempted to take him here if I thought I couldn't trade down and I wanted to own him. I knew I wouldn't get him in the third round. And I've got uh, Jamar Chase in round one and I want to take Brees Hall. Reaching in that gray area right here would be okay. But this is where he's a home run anywhere around two. And obviously around three and four, he's a bigger home run. Okay, Brees Hall, 2.4 on, but with a big gray area that spans all the way up to the top of round two, meaning I would take him at 2.1 if I had to without hesitation, without equivocation, without worry. Think about it. Walking out of your draft with Jamar Chase and Brees Hall, with Justin Jefferson and Brees Hall, you can't really, in my mind, start better than that if you're wanting to go wide receiver early to take advantage of the value that feels more locked in with those two wide receivers and Jamar and Jefferson and Cup if it's redraft. If it's dynasty, the line in the sand for Hall would probably be God, I, I would say for me, it would be like 1.7. And then and then he flips into a great value. So let me get rid of these real quick. Yeah, 1.7 1, 1. is probably the, the dynasty line in the sand value for Hall. Um, you could put a, a, a two or three draft slot gray area here, but we'll call it 1.7 on is the home run value for Hall. Kenneth Walker is a tough one because so many people doubt him. I don't even know where his ADP and redraft really is anymore because I feel like when I'm on the clock and I'm drafting him, I never really get to test how far he can fall because I end up just getting impatient and scooping him up probably a round or two earlier than I need to. I don't really care at a certain point though, as I explained to everybody over and over, reaching for a player is fine because you don't want somebody else to get cute and grab the player you want, as long as there's still tons of upside to explode from the draft value that you're taking the player. So for me, honestly, my line in the sand is probably that that 3.12, so between third and fourth round value. So anywhere is your fourth drafted player, I feel comfortable telling you reach a little bit don't worry about oh could i have got him in five could i've got him in six because to be honest with you the risk of that you couldn't the risk that there's somebody out there that loves kenneth walker it doesn't it's not worth taking the gamble when you can grab walker here and in round five still get an equivalent player that you might have grabbed in four and now you lost out on walker because you tried to push it so my redraft value for walker 4.1 is where it flips into amazing value. Don't worry about that you could have got him later. I have drafted him in round six before. I've heard people draft him in seven and eight, which is ridiculous, but I, I still wouldn't take the gamble. Like, you want to push it to five, okay, 
but I'm okay with any of this for Walker. And if he explodes in the preseason or in the next couple weeks, some news comes out that just talks him up and people start getting excited. Don't be shocked if he climbs to the very top of round three and you have Brees Hall going at the bottom of two, Walker going at the top of three, not too far apart from each other. But until that news breaks, until people start getting excited and jumping on the train and there's some kind of pattern that we can we can detect in, in, in uh, rankings and mock drafts, then he belongs in round four and beyond until until we see a change. As uncomfortable as it is for me to accept that and let you all go out there and and just blindly let them fall into round four and beyond, it seems like it's a staple right now and we can trust it. In Dynasty, I'm okay taking, you're gonna think this is crazy, but my line in the sand really is that 2.1 and below, like the in between the first and second round. I think Walker is deserving to be your second drafted player. I would try in this case to get away with it as much as you believe your league will allow and every individual league could be different. And I don't know how you might know that in some ways, maybe maybe just chatter, talking with people. But in Dynasty, anywhere around two, I'm okay with it. I think he literally can be a top five to 10 running back. I, he has a lot of room to explode from this value. If you can get him here in Dynasty, by all means do it. If this gray area extends from 2.1 all the way through the entire second round, maybe he's got the biggest gray area of any player in Dynasty, period. And that's not because you doubt him, it's because others doubt him so much that your limit to where you feel like you would reach for him and still get home run potential at 2.1, it's so far away from where you're seeing him go, that gray area literally can span the entire second round. So this line in the sand might be this entire round two very thick gray area and then walker at at 3.1 this is dynasty but i'm telling you right now i feel comfortable with him anywhere in round two and i I think you got the potential to explode from that and the last one we'll do is herbert don't worry we can do this all off season long throw some names out in the comments and let me know who you want me to do on episode two of line in the sand for 2022 let's say herbert's line in the sand is 4.1. I'm okay with this. The thing is, like with Kenneth Walker, maybe these are the two players that feel like they have the biggest gray area because the doubt seems to span from 4.1 often into round five. This fourth round might be an entire grayed out area of where I'm okay with you drafting him there. I'm going to say... Take, take your gamble. Reach a little bit if you feel like you need to and you don't want to risk it, but he could fall in round five. So line in the sand really is 4.1, but this could be considered a gray area the entire fourth round. And then the opened up green, go for it. You know, don't even hesitate at that point, 5.1. And that goes for Dynasty and Redraft for Herbert. It's kind of uh, the same across the board. I give you the line in the sand. One of the most requested episodes I get all the time from you guys. So I wanted to drop it. And in the comments, let me know who you want to go next. I will plot them on the on the board here for you get on over to sleeperu.com order my one-on-one text advice where you and i can text back and forth one-on-one on demand style where i can help you with your trades your lineup advice you name it go to heysmitty.com or go to sleeperu want bold year round rankings trade calculators and bold predictions get on over to sleeperu.com sleeperu.com or heysmitty.com Either one of those places will get you where you need to go to order my one-on-one text advice. I also have it on my Instagram. In my Instagram store, you can order just the text advice alone or just go to sleeperu.com right here. Learn about it. 
Get your lifetime membership of content, rankings, bold predictions. After you buy that, you never pay for rankings again. And I throw in two years of one-on-one text advice. Get on over there. And get out of here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Smitty.